0: so hello everyone hello casey hello laura now you doing? one i'm doing all right uh, okay we took caffeine pills. <laughs> <laughs> Energy was a little low. Yeah, we had to turn, or at least hopefully we turned things around. Yeah, we did a whole episode before. It meant, again, we were in clusters. Um, yeah, because of distance and wanting to record together. Yeah, and so we recorded one before this, and we it was. Great. I think it was good I content. Was good. We'll see.
1: But we were, you we could just tell. Yeah, we're
0: tired. Mm-hmm. The three shots of espresso didn't help. Yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now we're trying to right the ship. (laughs) Yes, yes, hopefully if you're still with us. (laughs) Thanks so much for sticking with us (laughs) through the bullshit. So this episode, we're doing another listener stories. And, you know, this has been since we released our last listener stories. Yeah. And I just want to start it off with a correction. Oh, okay, let's go. So the story about the person that walked in on their aunt having sex with a stranger at the funeral remember this uh yeah yeah yeah, yeah oh from the, from God, the yeah stories. the one i was, was
0: yeah. so concerned
1: <laughs> concerned about so at the concerned? end we i had been reading it as if it was a female and then i realized you know i'm, I'm not sure if that was male yeah, or female yeah, yeah. well they messaged <laughs> um with the following The podcast was amazing you guys are funny as hell lol and by the way I'm a guy <laughs> and, and by not, the way not a girl as you initially mentioned LOL. I'm hooked to your stuff and can't wait to listen to more. So that was really nice. And thank you. I fucked up 300 for not. For being <laughs> cool. For being cool about it. <laughs> we appreciate it. I can't <laughs> laugh. at just did. <laughs> <laughs> you like a Muppet. <laughs> I am a Muppet. You are. You know, I always tell Gary he's an animatron. Like, he could totally be like an animatronic bear. At, oh, at Six Flags. <laughs> Because his expressions, he's like, mm-hmm. oh no. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. <laughs>
0: That's good, though. At least he's a little warmer than that. Yeah. <laughs> Funeral stories. Funeral stories. So we've written kind of a a joke theme song Mm -hmm. and it's terrible (laughs) but for some reason it's stuck in my head and it's to the tune of like not the tune but inspired by the b-52s yes so it's funeral stories funeral stories funeral stories and then we get it again and it goes from beyond the grave
1: from beyond the grave there you go so it's it's awful if you subscribe to patreon (laughs) You will hear the original version that Seth sang in his underwear. Yeah, literally like balls were out. It was. (laughs) My husband is
0: always. If you're in his house, you better not expect him to put clothes on (laughs)
1: because you're in his house. But he's very much like my brother. So I mean, like a brother to me. Our relationship is very brother sister. I was like, wait.
0: And now, how is he, he like adam he's not
1: like not my i didn't actual mean it to brother. sound like yeah. i was dreading that i was no, just no, no, no. confused <laughs> <laughs> no him and adam are nothing alike which not to say that one is better or worse than the other but they're just very different like casey and i oh yes that's one's why i was not, baffled yeah <laughs> yeah they're not no one's not better or worse we're just different but we somehow work oh one's not better okay
0: i'm just kidding <laughs> obviously <laughs> that joke fell flat <laughs> anyway so we actually got listener stories again and they're
1: so good they are so good some of them
0: i mean they're all good but some of them i was like super excited to, or i yeah. am super excited to read so i can't yeah.
1: wait to but get we them. won't tell you which one so yeah you will know <laughs> you'll never know you're all equal and you're all eyes
0: equal and we appreciate all of them yeah no we really do and keep them coming um funeral stories podcast at gmail.com and by the time this airs i have a feeling we'll have hello at funeral stories.com because already i just have to finish signing up for
2: it. okay
1: so just so you know <laughs> just straight up truth there
0: yeah there you go <laughs> it's been a long week okay all right so we're not gonna do any more talky talk we're just gonna dive right in because we
1: actually have a lot of stories yes. to share in this episode and this really is like long. our jam we this is what we live for so we want to share as many episode or <laughs> stories as we can <laughs> yeah we want Before you, to you lose interest more. yeah <laughs> so it's like okay enough of the bullshit okay all right all right okay okay let's get
0: to it okay so um one of my oldest Friends, um, from starting in like seventh grade onward. Um, her name is Jenna Means, and we go way, way back. Um, her grandfather recently died, and he was a hell of a man. Um, I'm just going to read a couple lines of his obituary. Um, so he passed away December 21st, 2016, with his family by his side. He served in the United States Navy during World War II. Mr. West put himself through college on the GI Bill, majoring in accounting and earning a degree from the University of Florida. He started his young married life with $12 and a bicycle with no fenders. (laughs) He built a real estate development business spanning five states for multiple national clients. His idea of leisure at the end of each business day was to go to his farm and tend his cattle, pecan trees, and ride his tractor. (laughs) Later later in life, he loved mentoring young business people in his community and seeing their success. So he was like a really like a pillar in the community and especially in the family. So... Um, we had Jenna tell her funeral story, and it's really funny, but it's just the voicemail, so I'm just going to play the voicemail for you guys. Here we go.
2: Let's see. Hello, my love. Sorry I didn't call you sooner. Um, I just got back to Charlotte. I've been driving in a torrential downpour. However... Um, The story that I wanted to tell you, or I don't even know if it's a story, but it's just funny. So, my granddad's funeral was December 23rd of 2016. Um, And it started at 11. And we had visitation and funeral and everything all in one. there were... Over 300 people that came to visitation, in fact, we had to kick people out of the church before the funeral started, so we could start the funeral. Anyway, so the whole family is standing in front of Trinity, Trinity United Methodist Church, um, greeting all of the visitors that came through. So I'm standing between my two first cousins, Ben and Harrison, and we're cutting up, talking shit, whatever, anyways, um, then my cousin looks at me, and he goes, um, bitch, you have lipstick all over your teeth, and I look at him, we are shaking hands, I have been talking to people for a solid hour and 15 minutes at this point, and I looked at him, and I'm like, and why the fuck are you just telling me this, and he was like, oh, I just fucking noticed. And then I look at him and realize that he has a booger that's about 12 inches long hanging out of his nose. So I'm like, um, you have a huge booger hanging out of your nose. And He's like, no, I don't shut up. So my cousin, Harrison, looks over as well. And he's like, oh, my God, it's huge. He's like, where is it? And I'm like, Ben, just touch your nose. So he grabs the nostril with his right hand that he's, shaking everyone else's hand with and proceeds to pull out about a four inch booger from his nose he doesn't know what to do with it because he has to continue shaking hands so he just turns around and wipes it on the plant beside my grandfather's casket and continues on with the meet and greet and shaking people's hands with his booger hand um that might not be podcast worthy but hopefully it gives you something anyways call me later love you bye (laughs) That's such a jenna story.
0: such a jenna story. i like how I she's like her. and then proceeds to, to shake everyone's hand with his booger hand booger hand <laughs> anyway might not be podcast worthy but love you day <laughs> also i can totally see her just being like having the lipstick on her teeth and being like what the fuck yeah and then Moving on, moving like, on. Like not giving a shit, not giving anyone. No. <laughs> yeah, not giving a shit that anyone saw it. Just that's yeah, yeah. Anyway, we love you, Jenna. I love you so much, and thank you so much for that thing, Jenna. That and R.I.P. Great. Grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ah, so good. Anyway, what do you have for us? So this
1: first one, um. So that's Someone long. I had reached out, out to on. I? <laughs> That's long. <laughs> Someone I had reached out to on Reddit, and then they got back to me. And this st- with the more complete story, and this is how it goes. My cousin was at my Aunt Tessie's funeral and said that the meatballs tasted like Aunt Tess- Tessie's meatballs. Another relative said, yes, she kept a freezer in the garage full of cooked foods ready to be warmed up for when she got cold. Oh, God. <laughs> that's awesome if you were eating at her house and complimented her on the food she like she liked to freak you out by saying something like glad you like the meatballs because you're going to be eating them when i'm dead (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome that's great planning and it says be sure to read the last part in all caps with a cackling maniacal laugh my family is (laughs) of scottish descent with a very good sense of black humor so (laughs) i can't do a scottish accent glad you like the meatballs because you're going to be eating them when i'm dead (laughs) okay i thought that was your scottish accent no not my scottish accent but that's about the best i can do yeah oh scottish descent oh not from i'm scottish descent yeah 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 cackling maniacal laugh so that, that's what I got for you. <laughs> it's the best we can do, honestly. I'm not going to lie. These taste like Aunt Tessie's meatballs because they are. They are. You know, good planning, Aunt Tessie. I was going to say it takes death planning to a new level. <laughs> it does. Like, the devil is in the details (laughs) aunt tessie yeah i like that glad you like the meatballs you're gonna be eating them when i'm dead when i'm
2: dead
0: (laughs) i love it thank you for that story it was really great very much for some reason i thought i realized now you've compiled all your stories i thought that was i was like wow you read really fast She (laughs) she has an ipad in front of her and it's you know couple pages i totally recited that from memory oh um
1: (laughs) me too um
0: well i haven't done that yet actually (laughs) i haven't even (laughs) read mine just kidding speaking of where the fuck is it (laughs) okay nope nope Mm -mm. (laughs) not the one uh give me oh
1: mother father did you just hear me
0: censor myself mother father mother
1: Is that something people say, or was that just uh, an original in the moment? I just did it. I just went
0: with it. Okay, so this is a story um, from my friend Kara. So, hi, Kara. Thank you so much for sending your story. I'm too far away. Okay, so here we go. This is from Kara. So, I've known a little backstory on Kara. I've known Kara for years. We were on a message board back in the day when message boards were a thing people do um and now it's just like a facebook group but we've literally we grew up together and i think now there's like probably 20 of us that keep in touch but some of them all over the country and like some of them flew to vegas for my sister's wedding and uh kara i didn't meet kara until probably two years ago when her and her husband and sons came down to atlanta for like a family vacation so i'm pretty sure she lives in ohio I should know that. Sorry, Kara. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's Ohio. Um, but I hadn't met her until then in person. But yeah. she knew things about me some people never knew. Yeah. So that's just, yeah, great sister. Anyway, so when I released this podcast, she was really excited about it. She sent an email. So I'm just going to read the email. She said, hey, Casey, I think I've mentioned it to you before, but my husband works in the funeral industry as a vault setter. Up here, at least, it's law you have a vault to put the casket in before you bury So he sets the vault at the cemetery for them to put the casket in when they arrive. He also sets up the greens, tents, chairs. Then he has to stay for the service, lower the vault, and when everyone leaves, tear down his setup while the gravediggers fill in the hole. Sometimes helps the gravediggers. He's been doing this for four years now and has plenty of different stories. When he first started there, people tried to prepare him for all the things he'd see and hear. And a guy at work told him this story. The service was over and the gravediggers helped me tear down my setup. And so I started to help them fill in the hole. Not too long after we started, we saw an old sedan pull up and a little old lady slowly get out. At first, we thought she might be visiting a grave, but realized as she was coming up the hill at a snail's pace that she was coming towards us. It seemed like an eternity for her to reach us because this woman was ancient. (laughs) (laughs) Is this so-and-so's grave? The lady asked us with a a raspy old voice. Yes, ma'am, it is, we replied. Could I help you? She asked sweetly How could we turn her down? This, this lady was obviously a little late and wanted to help bury a dear old friend or relative <laughs> Sure ma'am One of us hated her a shovel and she struggled slowly to get a tiny bit of dirt on it then gr- <laughs> then grunted as she let it fall on top of the vault Did I help? She asked looking at us Yes ma'am you helped Her sweet tone immediately changed and she said as serious as she as can be Good I always told everyone I'd help bury that bitch <laughs> And made her way back to her car without saying another word. <laughs> the grave diggers and I looked at each other and started laughing so hard we were crying. This is now, this is now a favorite story to tell any newbies or at the Christmas party. Good luck with the <laughs> podcast, Kara.
1: <laughs> like that's that's gonna be me bitter yeah, till the so end. Just, I'm holding this grudge like getting out there to pour some sand on that like walking up the hill giving every job i fucking said i would yeah so good. determined yeah respect can you think of anyone off the top of your head that you hold a grudge that hard for donald trump <laughs> yes i can <laughs> Is that good? And now you're on a no fly list. Oh, I'm totally. And I say it's going to, my name is, uh, <laughs> my real name is Jessica Jones. <laughs> Whoa. Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. 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 There we go. Yeah. Also, Kilgraves. <laughs> or Kilgrave. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess on to my next story. Yeah. So this is a listener email from her name is Jenny. Or let me see what, what, yeah, she goes by Jenny hey guys long time listener first time emailer <laughs> <laughs> I love it. in all seriousness this i really is like a
0: what a week after our first yeah yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah in all seriousness i really enjoyed the first episode and i can't wait to hear what y'all do with this i have a couple of stories for you one when my uncle johnny died it was a fairly quick thing as quick as a two-week hospital stay can be he spent the first week laughing and playing Uno, waiting for the hospital to figure out whether he had Lyme disease or Rocky Mountain spotted fever because of course they aren't treated the same. Hmm. There was some sort of issue that caused a delay in figuring out what figuring that out and because of that, Johnny fell into a coma. A little background on my uncle Johnny. He had a rare blood disease called TTP and had been in and out of the hospital my entire life. And before and before as well. When he was diagnosed, he was given six months to live, and he lived like 30-plus years after. Oh, wow. So I was expecting him to bounce back, because he always had. Anyways, the second week was the coma, and us figuring out that he no longer had any brain activity, leading my aunt to end life support. So we planned Johnny's funeral, which took place on his birthday, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which honestly... He would have loved the irony. Johnny was a big joker and definitely someone who used humor to ease pain, diffuse a situation, etc. And I do too. Um, my boy, uh-huh. <laughs> right? Podcast at the service, we had oh. time. We had time where people could come up and say something. So I did. I told the crowd about the time when I first signed up for cheerleading in third grade and Johnny taught me my very first year. <laughs> ra, ra, re, kick him in the knee. <laughs> ra, ra, Raz. kick him in the other knee. <laughs> uh-huh. Even in third grade, I knew what body part rhymed with Raz. and 15 <laughs> years later, so did the crowd. Lending for a big laugh as we celebrated my Uncle Johnny. People always say you should honor the deceased life, and that is exactly what I did and encouraged everyone to do that day. So that's her first one, which I that's love. Amazing. That's really sweet. I love that. This is more on the heartfelt side. When I was in high school, my 19-year-old cousin Brandon died by suicide. Mm. It is certainly the most profound loss I've experienced. Before his service, the family and close friends were gathered at the funeral home. It was an open casket, and because I had only had elderly or sick relatives die at that point, I Mm. couldn't bring myself to look at Brandon. In fact, I couldn't even be in the room he was in because I didn't want to accidentally see him. Mm. Well, the family gathered to pray in one big circle in the room where the casket was, and I was standing alone in the hall. Something caused my aunt, who had just lost her only son, to look up, see me, and just know what was going on. Hmm. And she stopped everyone and moved the entire family out into the hall so I didn't have to be alone or be in the room with the casket. Hmm. There isn't a lot that I remember from what is the worst week of my life and there definitely aren't a lot of positive memories but this has always stayed with me because yes family is supposed to hold each other up but i can't imagine having the grace and the right state of mind that my aunt had when she made sure to include me in that moment
0: that's so the aunt was her yeah it was her son
1: oh yeah but that's so beautiful
0: that is That's
1: powerful. None of my aunts would do that for me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, none of your... And you could say that because none of your aunts
1: are going to support your podcast. No one in my family is listening to this podcast except my mom and maybe like one of the three to four cool cousins that I have. Yeah. 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 So... (laughs) That's
0: amazing. What was... She doesn't say their age difference when he passed? No. No? She doesn't. I'm just
1: curious. That's all. Yeah. but no, She said that he's (laughs) 19... When I was in high school, my 19-year-old, so couldn't be more than four years apart. Yeah, yeah. okay, okay. Mm. And then Sad, but
0: three, sweet.
1: Yeah, really sweet. Number three, I think my first experience with death and humor intertwined was hearing this when I was younger. You know how in the South your family's family is also yours? That's this. My cousin's grandma was in the hospital in the 90s, and everyone knew she was leaving us soon. She had her daughters lean in and told them, I know what I want on my tombstone. So they got ready to hear what was certainly going to be a profound quote. And after a long pause, she said, Pepperoni. <laughs> what? <laughs> because in the 90s, tombstone frozen pizzas were all the rage.
0: <laughs> it's so dumb, and I love it. I know. But that's
1: like in that moment when you need, yeah, exactly. Cheesy, cheesy cheesy joke. (laughs) And there's another one. I hate myself. (laughs) And then at the end, I thought this was really cool. I know, but it's so good. I love it. Because, you know, that's kind of the kind of grandmother I want to be where everyone's, I don't want everyone to be upset. Yeah. Um. But then she says, I really like the questions y'all asked at the end of the episode and thought I'd answer them. Ooh, good. Just in case you are ever short on these for an episode. <laughs> <laughs> well. Um, well, you know. <laughs> you know us all too well already. And our first question is... Um, how, with your experience, what do you do with yeah, you know, for well, a friend? How would you help a friend who's recently lost a loved one? Yeah. And her answer is, I really hate being told, I'm sorry for your loss. Because you know... You know what? Me fucking too. So I don't say it. I offer humor when I can tell people need it. But mostly I'm like gay Darden. <laughs> I'm super type A. So I just can't take care of shit without being asked and boss people around when they are in a stupor. <laughs> <laughs> Which is something people need because when. Oh, yeah. During the funeral, you don't know. You're just like, um, this. I think this is up. Um. I just need someone to tell me that this is up and this is down. Yes. Yes. Just, I can't, my head, is my head on today? Is my, um, just, 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 will you do this please for me? Did I? It's like the last thing you want to do is plan a funeral and you have to do it. So for someone to step in and just do it, (laughs) that's really nice. It's the most important thing. Yeah. We we get that a lot. Yeah. Number, the... Number two, what is your death? Uh, because of your experiences, have you thought about your own death plan? I have two things for my death plan that are set. First, I want to be donated to the body farm in Colorado. <laughs> it seems like a nice place to decompose. <laughs> uh, my loved ones don't need to have me in the ground, so they can never come visit me. <laughs> <laughs> my loved ones, so they can never. My come- loved ones don't need to have me in the ground, so they can never come visit <laughs> me. That's so true. <laughs> I mean, really, though, like, when you bury... Uh, we already went over this. I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's kind of a waste. Uh, and I want to be able to contribute to the world. Second, in college, I was a member of the Delta Gamma sorority, and we sang a song during recruitment that had a line, I am Delta Gamma born and Delta Gamma bred, and when I die, I'll be Delta Gamma dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, sorry. Delta, yeah, Delta Gam. I am Delta Gam born and Delta Gam bread, and when I die, I'll be Delta Gam dead. <laughs> good. <laughs> That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. At the time, I thought it was insane to be sing-yelling sing at 150 18-year-olds 14 times a day. <laughs> now I think it's hilarious. I-, I used to want Delta Gam dead <laughs> on my headstone, but since I won't have one at the body farm, I want it on the program at my funeral celebration or service of life. Okay. Okay, (laughs) love it. And three, what are your death jams? I will say I haven't really thought about my death jams before, but now that I have an appropriate song I want played is Benediction by the Dirty Guys. Gainas? Benediction by the Dirty Gainas. And then at some point, I just want a playlist of all my all-time favorite songs (laughs) like Jailhouse Rock and Love Shack. To be played. (laughs) And now that I'm thinking about it, how fucking funny would it be to have Ding Dong the Witch is dead? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Played as people leave the service. Sorry this was so long, but y'all have found something that I can relate to and haven't really talked about with people before. Say SSDGM, but it all ends in a funeral. I love that so much. (laughs) That was the first listener email we got. Yes. And we had posted it in the My Favorite Murder yeah um like local local group group because we're like hey you know dark humor dark humor they'll get it and so you know thank you you so much jenny it was not too long there's no such thing well they could be not not (laughs) not not when it's (laughs) good no 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 that was a really good one I, i actually uh Messaged her back and was like, "Wait, do you live
0: in Athens? Do you want to hang out? Let's go to drink."
1: She's like, "I don't." I like, damn uh-huh. it!
0: Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! I want friends. I just want friends. <laughs> <laughs> I have to drive four and a half hours to see my friend, <laughs> my one friend. I'm just kidding, guys. In don't Athens, I have friends. Um, I just want more. <laughs> that would be a swell. <laughs> no, that that one was great. I love that. Yes, thank you so much. The got me. Yeah, <laughs> that was good sweet oh i love it thank you so much hopefully we'll see you soon and so you ready for your next one yeah okay so this one is another friend of mine so i guess when i came out with the podcast i guess i didn't tell many people about it before but when i did a lot of my friends obviously sent messages to me so this is from a this okay so this story is from a friend of mine that i've known for a really long time and i remember hearing a little bit about the story but no details so I'm just gonna go ahead and read it so in 2013 the father of my firstborn we'll call him Robbie shot himself in the head and died he had another child on the way with another woman we'll call her Laura who found him and he was a drug dealer I'm gonna go by Allison and this is how it goes Robbie and I lived in Atlanta in separate housing (laughs) He had a trap penthouse, obs, mm-hmm, and I had a quaint mm-hmm. midtown apartment. I separated from him physically and emotionally and moved back home to live with my mother only two months before his death. I knew he was either going to jail or going to die eventually with the way things were going for him. Plus, he had another child on the way with Laura. Like, dude, get your shit together and let me be a normal single mom. <laughs> I quietly packed a U-Haul and found new tenants for my apartment and dipped only four hours after telling him I was leaving. "'the only foolproof way to escape him. "'He would later call me randomly up until his death, "'high on horse tranquilizers and slurring with lines like, "'I tip my hat to you, Allison. "'You really got me. "'I can't believe you left me. "'Uh, duh.'" <laughs> "'I visited Atlanta a month after leaving. "'It was his birthday, and I brought our daughter up "'to spend the day with him and Lara. And the ex-baby mom of the year award goes to me.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> no shit. Oh, God. Naturally, we got into a huge argument. He instigated only hours after I'd arrived. And I walked out the door with my daughter on my arm, yelled as loud as I could, you are such a fucking piece of shit. <laughs> and that was that. <laughs> left in such a hurry, I had to go buy a new car seat immediately because I'd left mine with him that morning. That was the last time I saw him and the last time we talked where he was coherent. The day he died, almost exactly a month after his birthday, I started receiving calls from him while putting our daughter down for a nap. By the third call, I'm thinking, Okay, you crackhead, I'm going to be pissed if this is another call of nonsense cool one-liners. Some of us actually have to take care of our kids. So I pick up agitated. Hello? And it's silence. Hello? And now hear someone catching their breath. Like when you're laughing really hard. What's funny? Is it funny to bother me? I'm about to hang up. And then Laura, at the top of her lungs, in agony and tears, Allison, my heart sunk. I already knew. Mm. I'll, sp- spare, I'll spare the details of this conversation, but I hung up the phone in disbelief. How quickly one can go from being annoyed, thinking they're getting crank-called by their druggy ex to the hysteria of a pregnant woman describing a scene straight out of The Shining to you. Mm. <sighs> Knowing but not really wanting it to be true. I loved this asshole, "'as manipulative and shitty and shady as he was. "'I knew the monster, but I also still felt "'what I once loved, what once served my soul so warmly, "'what taught me so much. "'Even though it was long gone, "'those feelings were so ta- still so tangible. Mm. "'I wasn't alone when I found out. "'My mom was right there in the doorway as I hung up. "'What's wrong?' she asks. "'I think Robbie's dead. "'I recounted to her what Laura had described to me on the phone. "'Like, he is so obviously dead.' But, oh, my sweet, sweet mother, like all mothers, I'm sure. Maybe she was wrong. Nah, ma, pretty sure he's very dead. Maybe the EMTs got there and he's okay. Yeah, that's going to be a no for me, dog. (laughs) Repeat this for the rest of the day until I finally get a call back from Robbie's father that evening confirming the death and everything I already knew. I left for Atlanta the next day, leaving my daughter with my mother, I only got to see Laura once before she was arrested and charged with everything Robbie decided to leave behind. Fuck. Mm. All felonies including, but not limited to, trafficking MDMA, trafficking cocaine, trafficking marijuana, the distribution of all of the above, and a firearm in commission of said felonies. Mm. She was seven months pregnant and a few days shy of her birthday when investigators arrested her. I never cared much for for the chick. After all, she was his mistress at one time in our relationship before becoming his trap queen and then another just another baby mama who would have been put on the outskirts in our own little home eventually away from all the hubbub just like me but i was in serious pain thinking of her suffering worrying she would have a late term miscarriage and gel from all the stress i was more concerned about her suffering than my own i instinctively became this mama bird wanting to hold and comfort my young naive brood but also Jeez. yeah but also she was the closest thing to him and I wanted her around I felt completely alone pissed off not wanting to embark on this funeral journey ahead without her alas alas, we must do what we must do and I begrudgingly set off to my friends closets to find funeral clothes I settled on a small teal dress with tiny cats printed all over it for the viewing because whatever never never been good at funeral attire <laughs> Robbie's father decided to have an open casket because that's the kind of twisted what the fuck decisions you make when you're grieving Mm -hmm. No shit Mm -hmm. also Robbie was Hispanic so I think it's like a Spanish thing to go all out for funerals it was disgusting the whole scene this dude wanted to be cremated and planted to bloom into a tree or something with Bob Marley playing and unlimited blunts passed around Mm -hmm. I know this he told me (laughs) and now I walk into this funeral home surrounded by his past customers all smelling like cigarettes and looking like they're on day five of fasting. I take one look at the par- parlor his body is in, and nope, out of that. Nope, nope, nope. I go outside to smoke some cigarettes. Find out, find one of uh, one actual friend of Robbie's, Andy, and start chatting it up with him. He begins to tell me of his last moments with Robbie, hours before his death. Apparently, in a drugged-up haze, Robbie was convinced Laura was having an affair with Andy. She came home from shopping that day, and Robbie sniffed her. He was such a weirdo. That wasn't unusual but he sniffed her and under his breath whispers Irish spring (laughs) okay Laura totally confused is like Irish spring what Irish spring the soap still whispering Laura is still lost just asking Robbie what the fuck he is talking about and he finally answers you smell of Irish spring soap that's the same soap Andy uses he's leveling up to demon mode now Andy is recounting this story to me like I don't even fucking use Irish Spring but he got a phone call from Robbie about it anyway, paid him a visit of course denied it because hello Robbie you're high and paranoid some girlfriends came to pick up Laura and it was was while she was gone that night that it is believed he took his life Mm. Andy pulls this piece of paper out of his pocket a receipt with the words Irish Spring scribbled on it this is the last thing Robbie wrote he tells me and I just began to laugh. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh my god, of course Robbie offed himself after a fight being paranoid about his relationship. How cliche, how infuriating. I know that wasn't the only reason he probably had. Being a drug addict probably had a lot to do with it too, but wow. I'm finally loosened up a bit though, thank God for my own dark humor, allowing me to see some hilarity in the big picture. <laughs> and 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 Andy asks if I've gone asks if I've gone in the parlor yet. No, no way. I don't know if my Mm. feet will even allow me to enter. Well, whenever you're ready, I'll go with you, Andy says. I return to the funeral home and find Robbie's father and brother, hug it out with them, hug it out with others I'm finding along the way. I spot two women that I did not know and do a double take. They're taking pictures of the memorial poster being signed by all, chatting quietly amongst themselves, with faces that seem totally unmoved by the situation at hand. In fact, they almost look as if they're gossiping. I ask around and nobody seems to know who they are. But oh well, at this point I'm thinking, I'll take Andy up on his offer to escort me to the parlor. Andy and I enter and stand at the the wall in the very back for a few moments. I'm taking slow, deep breaths, telling my feet it's okay to start walking forward. Andy holds my arms and strokes it comfortingly, and slowly we make our way to the casket. I'm almost hyperventilating by the time we reach him. And then I'm there. I'm holding my breath now and staring at this body of the man I loved, the father of my child. He looks good. They did a fine job plastering the hole in his head so you couldn't tell at all. Mm. This is it. Goodbye. Mm. I love this girl, so it's sad. Yeah. Andy is crying softly, still arm in arm with me. I mean, it's sad either way. It's just extra sad. Andy is crying softly, still arm in arm with me. I go to put my hand on Robbie's hand and (laughs) I've got the eye of the tiger. Obviously can't sing that. I've got the eye of the tiger a fighter dancing through the fire. Basically it's Katy Perry which can't sing it because we don't have the rights to it. (laughs) Katy Perry is belting through somebody's phone a ringtone. (laughs) I whip my head around and see the two women I previously mentioned. One very slowly reaching to turn her phone off still looking pretty oblivious to the fact that (laughs) That is quite possibly the rudest thing that could ever occur <laughs> in a parlor with a suicide victim's open. Oh, God. open casket. So that didn't go as planned. <laughs> <laughs> I, t- <laughs> I turn back to Robbie and again am trying to find some sort of peace <laughs> in this last moment face-to-face with his physical body. I finally reach in and put my hand on his so cold, so stiff, and again... <laughs> I've got the eye of the tiger fighter dancing through the <laughs> I wish I could sing it so bad I oh, know could you turn your fucking phone off <laughs> I screamed through my tears I couldn't believe what was happening is this seriously happening is this real life I, <laughs> I, turn, I turn around once again and give the look of death these two women who are now looking back at me still unmoved Get the fuck out of here! I cry to them. They begin to walk away. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> of course they did. Yes. At this point, I turn back to Robbie and just say, "I guess this is the way the cookie." I guess this is the way the cookie crumbles, and walk away. <laughs> oh my goodness! <sighs> to this day, that memory haunts me with its comedic timing. I didn't want to be there, <laughs> looking at Robbie. Not at all. I didn't know what to say, but Katy Perry, in her own (laughs) way, saved me in that moment, and two assholes with no respect. I took myself to a Korean bathhouse after the viewing and spent time staring at the walls of many different saunas alone. I had gotten this far in the process all by myself. I was feeling pretty invincible. The next morning, I woke up late. The funeral began in 15 minutes, and I was a 30-minute drive away. I didn't sleep either. My hair was still wet from the bathhouse and with no makeup and a dirty, ill-fitting dress, I hopped into my car and drove myself to the funeral. I drove faster than I ever, than I've ever driven in my life. Robbie loved driving fast. One thing we enjoyed doing together when we were happy and in love was listening to the old BBC radio broadcast of Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Those nights laying naked in bed, smoking pot, and listening to that wonderful series are some of the happiest memories with him and I hold them very dear in my heart. As I pulled onto the funeral homes road, I was listening to GPB, which is Georgia public broadcasting, 88.5 Saturday morning broadcast, but there was a long silence before the next song. The next thing I heard a kind of beep and the noise a CD makes when a track is skipping and then the whirls of space sound effects with the static of an old tape, then the intro dun dun dun, wait, dun 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 anyway, I guess that's right. This is the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I had to fuck that up. I cried tears of joy and parked the car sitting there laughing at the sky above me. Thank you. Thank you so much, universe. <laughs> I have my closure. <laughs> my, com- my computer got a virus the night before because Murphy's Law seems to be the only law that will apply during these trying times of grief, and it wouldn't play any of the music I had chosen for the ceremony. So the funeral director had to hold... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so the funeral director... <laughs> So the funeral director had to hold my old Android up to the podium microphone to play Bob Marley's soul rebel (laughs) as everyone entered the chapel, giving terrible feedback that made all the guests grab their ears. (laughs) (laughs) The only appropriate way to begin a funeral, yes. (laughs) (laughs) When we are finally out at the plot, putting him into the ground, I pull out that trusty Android again and bring up the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. My best friends, who are so wonderful, surprised me by meeting me at the funeral home that morning. They sat with me at the gravesite as everyone began to file away, and we listened to episode one, Fit the 13th, Tertiary Phase. Did I say that right? Tertiary?
1: tertiary? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, fucking word. I'm like, it's like brewery. <laughs> brewer. Brewer. Anyway, Tertiary Phase. It was the only part of that whole funeral that made any sense. So long, and thanks for all the fish, Robbie. And wherever you are now, I hope you didn't forget your towel. <laughs> And then she sent a PS and said, "I didn't even think about the fact that I changed the name of my story to the actual podcast host name. (laughs) Was definitely thinking of Laura Palmer of Twin Peaks. Anyway, y'all enjoy it. Have a bitchin' week.
1: I love you. That was a great story, Allison. Allison, (laughs) because that's your name.
0: (laughs) I love you. Let me. You're fucking trooper, and your daughter's beautiful. (laughs) Yeah, you really are." literally i just ate a chip that was in my boobs <laughs> i just realized that crumbs fell in the cleavage allison can tell you some stories about things i used to put in my cleavage anyway no seriously okay like, I, I like hid alcohol after the cops came they're yeah. just like just shove it in shove it in because i had a big sweater it was a thing no true story <laughs> it was like a thing to see how much i could fit in my bra nice yeah so <laughs> the potato dough was kind of perfect yeah but that just happened. that's perfect <laughs> anyway i love you thank you for sending us that you're the fucking best
1: so, yeah, that was a great story. She's a survivor. And it just shows you, like, how you can feel so many emotions at one time. Yeah. If people feel like they need to just, like, God, how can I be angry and, um, you know, Love still have someone. Rem- In fact, it reminded me, someone, I won't, I won't share her name or anything about her, but she recently was telling me this story about her husband who was murdered in her home while she was sleeping and you know she heard the gunshot and but but before this he was an abusive husband Mm -hmm. and beat her she had tried to run away from him several times and he would come and get her and just i mean he slept with all kinds of women just you know not a good dude yeah and then he was murdered and she you know in her grief purchased a monument like a double monument that had his information and then her, you know, her information, so that you know they could be buried together. And then after, after the grief wore off, mm-hmm. she said, "I don't want to be buried next to him. I don't want to spend eternity married, yeah. you know, buried next to that man." And so she like sold, <laughs> sold the grave. <laughs> Sold her plot. <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing! And uh, worked it out. I don't remember what she did with the monument, but it just shows you that like, there can be someone that treats you terribly, but you still, you still have to yeah. mourn them. You still have to mourn your time together. Well, and, and
0: especially since you know, Allison mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> was so young at the time, mm-hmm. and
0: those are your, oh God, you're just you have her first and only child. Yeah. Well, actually, she just had another baby. Oh. Beautiful, but. obviously for years it was her only child Mm -hmm. and that's her baby daddy and even if the baby daddy fucking sucks yeah you want your daughter to know so she's and I'm sure your friend too but like mourning on so many levels yes mourning for her daughter Mm -hmm. who's not gonna know this man right who you always have the hope that someone can get well yeah. And be different and mm-hmm. be the person you want them to be. But you know what? Kudos to to her for fucking getting out of there and yes. realizing that it wasn't a good situation for her yes. and her daughter because so many people do stay. Yeah. I'm interested in what happened to Laura. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll have to follow up, maybe. I'll be in touch. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, anyway. So our next uh, story, it's kind of a combo story. We found the, or these two, uh, Two girls, Meg and Kristen. Shout yeah. out to you guys. Reached out to us. Love you already. Love you already. And uh, they both work in the funeral industry. And, and have with, been super supportive. Yeah, incredibly supportive. Shared a lot of stuff on Instagram. And like, thank you so much. that They're for, coming down from Knoxville. Yes. To our lunch party. To and our lunch party. And they're doing a recording with us. They're going to be guests on uh, an episode. Super rad. So I don't, even though they both sent, uh, in emails with some funeral stories, I don't want to do all of it because I figure there's a lot of good fodder <laughs> for, for their sure. um, for their episodes. So I just we're gonna I'm gonna do a little teaser, yeah. with both of theirs. So Meg. Says, hey ladies, I started your new podcast today and am stoked to see two beautiful ladies next to a coffin. (laughs) I couldn't wait to hit play on my commute to the funeral home this morning. You see, I'm a full time apprentice funeral director, embalmer, and mortuary science student. Mouthful, (laughs) I've been in the business now for a little over five years. A little backstory my mother died from cancer when I was 18 years old, and she was my first quote-unquote corpse to do makeup on. No pressure, huh? I not only look back at that moment as being the last person to care for my mom, but it was the challenge I needed to see if I could be in this business of death.
0: That's so beautiful. I love that.
1: Yeah. Flash forward to now. Damn, I'm glad I took the chance of living my dream. <laughs> I've seen it all. I've experienced it all. I've had high-profile clients, been pooped on. <laughs> Literally, reconstructed a face back together for the family to view one last time. The list goes on and on. I've often joked that I could write a book about my life as a female funeral director and embalmer because let's face it, this has been a male-dominated field for years. Mm -hmm. Fun fact, 75% of mortuary science students are women. Mm -hmm. I've made it my personal mission to be the funeral director that not only is by your side every step of the way, but also your person. The stories are endless. I tried to sit and think of one, just one, and it's almost impossible. (laughs) For almost two years, I worked a 24-hour shift, meaning I would spend the night in the funeral home alone and do removals alone. I would always get crazy looks and questioned if I needed help moving the body. Nope. <laughs> I learned to prove that women can be awesome in this field. Woohoo! And that you can also wear your pearls, a dress, and curls in your hair and still do the job. Hell yes. Getting the glance while pushing the gurney down the hospital halls were always interesting. I've had people stop me asking why and I ask me why and how i do this job i love my job Mm -hmm. this career and the families i serve and she goes on to give us a bunch of just the things that have (laughs) happened but i'm gonna save it for her for when she's a guest because she's awesome yeah i mean these girls are just really great and they've been so supportive and then her best friend is kristen and i'll read the first part of hers hello babes (laughs) love love your podcast my bestie meg was the one who introduced me to y'all she works in the funeral industry, and although I'm a paralegal now, I worked for years in cemetery sales. Mm-hmm. Meg and I are forever bonded by our love for helping others and our love of this industry. But boy, do we have some stories. <laughs> One of my faves would have to involve a man st- straddling his brother's casket, shit can drunk, <laughs> and rocking it back and forth. <laughs> Grief makes you do weird things. Yeah. I have many more stories to tell. Another involves scattering ashes in a pond and a hawk. Use your imagination here. I can't wait to hear That's all we've got. And I can't wait to hear what that is all about. We're going to have a long episode. (laughs) It's going to be a two-parter. Probably be a Mm two-parter. After working in the industry, I would definitely say get your arrangements made. Get your shit in order. Get a will done. Don't leave your family to fight over your shit because they will. Talk to your loved ones, tell them what you want so that they know, even if they decide against it, that's on them. Yeah. And so that's what I will, where I will wrap up her, her uh, story, because I know she's got so much more <laughs> to share. But that's just, I mean... They've been awesome. They've been so cool. I can't cool. wait to meet them. I know. Me too. And... Yeah. I love...
0: Uh, I don't know. I had no idea the statistic about women. Yeah. And I love that. I know. And I love that women are taking over. (laughs) I mean, we can do some really hard shit. Yeah. And it uh, fucking, I I mean, we could talk about this.
1: Yeah. (laughs) For hours. (laughs) That's a whole other subject. Yeah. But like girl power. (laughs) Yeah. But thanks to Meg and Kristen. I can't wait to hear what stories you have to share with us. And I'm dying to know what this Hawk story is. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) My mind is running wild. (laughs) I know. (laughs) <laughs> so good
0: oh my goodness okay so i'll read my next one i feel like this episode's really long already b- yeah but we have so many good ones and hopefully we have more and don't have yeah. to just like make shit up the next <laughs> <time>. <laughs> <laughs> like i don't know i'm sure this has happened okay so uh this email is from matt o'donnell i think i'm saying that right you can't really fuck mm-hmm. that name up right <laughs> um, well you he might pronounce it you know mati Mattee. O'Donnell. O'Donnell. Matteo Donnell sent this amazing story. <laughs> Just kidding. Matt O'Donnell and he has a beautiful daughter named Danica. And he is a <laughs> badass. Um, anyway, so this is called and when I tell you the title, I think you'll like it. Okay. You're going know where it's it's gonna be good. <laughs> so it's called The Fidgety Funeral Apprentice. Hmm. Okay. Here we go. This happened fairly early in my career when I worked at a funeral home ambulance service. Although I was employed at this establishment as an EMT, back in those days, the funeral business and the ambulance were still traditionally bound together, far more so than is the case nowadays. As I was one of a few ambulance service employees that actually showed an interest in the funeral side of the business, I got to do double duty. Of course, depending on the funeral home's volume, everyone got press-ganged occasionally. When manpower needs dictate when manpower knees dictated it it was a beautiful late summer day in august we had a large you can tell they're not from georgia <laughs> there's no beautiful late summer day in august that doesn't exist not in georgia yes anyway it was a it was a beautiful late summer day in august we had a large service going in the mid-afternoon actually it was pretty huge usually the crowd thins out somewhat after the services at the funeral home or church are over Today, though, approximately 250 to 300 people had joined the procession out to the cemetery for the committal ceremony. At, at this point, let me, give a, let me give a couple of technical points that will become important very soon in the story. First, many funeral homes, especially the smaller ones, might not have a full complement of vehicles.
1: These motor vehicles are referred to as the livery.
0: Did I say that right? Mm-hmm. Livery? What is that?
1: What's a Livery. Well, I know like a man's livery. Isn't that like a. We'll Google it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We'll post it on the blog. Yeah. A company's livery consists of the lead car, usually the funeral director's vehicle, a casket coach, or as it's commonly known, the hearse, two or more limousines for pallbearers in the family, and a flower car. There can be other vehicles in the livery. I'm saying it right, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they don't play a role in our tale. Oh, but they don't play a role in our tale. I imagine that's how he would want it to be read. Because it has an exclamation point. <laughs> On the occasions when the company's own livery is not ad- adequate, extra vehicles and sometimes drivers are borrowed or rented. In this story, we had borrowed a casket coach and an extra limo. Now, regarding The Apprentice. In Michigan, there we go. Beautiful summer day in August in Michigan. (laughs) In Michigan, as part of a person's professional education prior to taking the licensing examinations for funeral director, the individual undergoes what is formerly called a mortuary science residency, commonly called an apprenticeship. This is a one-year internship under the supervision of a licensed funeral director in a licensed funeral home. The apprenticeship can be served before, after, or concurrently with their undergraduate and professional studies. Although personally, I think you'd have to be insane to try and do it during your time at mortuary science school. The funeral home's current apprentice was a real piece of work. That's the most polite way to put it. (laughs) He had worked part-time at a funeral home in northern Michigan while he was in high school. After graduating in June, he came down to the big city to gain some real experience and seek his fortune. As I said, he was unique. I don't know if part of the problem was that they did things in a more relaxed and style up in the Northwoods. Perhaps it was a bit of culture shock from arriving and trying to ass- assimilate in the busy, thriving metropolis. I'm pretty sure he suffered from one of those conditions such as ADHD or perhaps some kind of neuromuscular disorder. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> or maybe both. <laughs> he was, sorry to say, a real mess. He was a pleasant enough lad, but... (laughs) Lad. Lad. But he had to be constantly reminded to tuck in his rear shirt tails, comb his hair. His tie needed to be constantly retied, lest he strangle himself, attempting it on his own. (laughs) Stuff like that. In essence, he was a (laughs) three-year-old... This is my first time reading it, by the way. This is really good. In essence, (laughs) he was a three-year-old toddler in the body of an (laughs) 18-year-old... to put it nicely
1: wait isn't that
0: like most men? yeah you're right you're right not matt not matt not matt
1: okay. he's a, yeah
0: he's a good wise great man but most men, yes, yes. <laughs> most disturbing was his habit of always wandering around scratching and touching himself oh. in inappropriate body areas not the most promising material but i've seen worse of course, I'm sure there were those that said the same about me back in the day.
2: <laughs>
0: he got on everybody's nerves. <laughs> now the scene is set. The day of the funeral arrived. Services were to be held at the funeral home with committal in a cemetery some 18 miles away. We needed to rent a hearse for the occasion as our old one had given up the ghost. <laughs> <laughs> see what you did there. And its replacement had not arrived yet. We also got an additional limo for the family. I went over to the funeral home that was renting theirs, their car to us and had a pleasant surprise. They had just taken delivery of their own new vehicle, and was it sweet? As a senior man present, I drove it back. Oh it was nice, just what you would expect from a customized Cadillac. It had an amazing sound system with a ton of options. I looked forward to I looked for I looked forward okay. There we go. I I look forward. There was a space. I'm sorry. I didn't prove it. I look forward to when I would return the car in the late afternoon so I could dawdle along and try everything out. That's awesome. Everything was now ready. The service began. I had never worked a funeral with such a large attendance, nor had any of these other guys, even our manager. We ranged in age from 18 to 23, and though we had seen a lot, we were still babies in many ways. The apprentice was at his worst. (laughs) The owner of the funeral home was a director of the old school and merely muttered, keep him out of sight. (laughs) The services wrapped up without any major mishaps and then we were off to the cemetery, a huge procession that tied up the afternoon shift change traffic through a large portion of our route to the graveyard. I was driving the family car. The apprentice was driving the pallbearers. This was a careful decision on the manager's part. We arrived at the cemetery. I got the family situated at at Graveside, and then I noticed the manager urgently signaling me. (sighs) Oh, no. Mm. I went over and I got my new instructions. He pointed to the apprentice and said, I've had it with him. He's your problem now. Deal with it. (laughs) (laughs) The The Graveside ceremony was just starting. I quickly hustled the apprentice over to the hearse and told him to get in. Sit there and keep out of trouble. I should have added... Don't touch anything. I should have had a tomato. Oh, no. oh yeah. The minister was doing his thing in magnificent fashion. He paused for a moment so we could all reflect on our eventual mortuality and eternity to follow. Then boom. <laughs> Then booming out of the hearse's custom sound system that included a PA system came the sweet, sexy funk of Marvin Gaye doing Let's Get It On.
1: (laughs) Oh my gosh.
0: (laughs) Horror set in. (laughs) the director looked at the manager the manager looked at me i was only a few paces from the hearse i ran and opened the driver's door and turned the ignition key which was set to accessory off the apprentice looked befuddled saying over and over i was only trying to find a country station (laughs) I won't bore you with the aftermath. It was pretty much as expected. Stuff rolls downhill. It landed on the <laughs> apprentice. He got laid off as in never to work here again ever a week or so later. All in all, it was pretty cool. It quickly became one of those local funeral legends. <laughs> Tales that are told behind closed doors and low voices where the where the public can't hear about it. I was proud of being there and <laughs> the minor part I played in it. Oh, it was great to be young then. <laughs> <laughs> you said a great scene, Matt. Thank yes. you so much. You're a fantastic writer. Yes, he is. I love that. Yes. Thank you so, so much for sending that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. I want to sing it now. I so that's too where there play. were like inappropriate songs that oh yeah started playing at funerals there's that. i've heard that you, you said don't do the spotify station Yeah, don't do a spotify yeah. station
0: <laughs> some inappropriate shit's gonna come up oh yeah. kilo <laughs> kilo's gonna come up kilo. love in your mouth
1: <laughs> any girl from waycross georgia that graduated between 2002 2003
0: and 2000 Five, yeah,
1: somewhere in there. You probably have that somewhere on your Spotify list just for nostalgia. And just to show everyone how you can rap every single word. <laughs>
2: yes. Yeah. That's, that's it's your party how we trick. Brag. <laughs> it's our party
1: trick.
0: You're right. You're like, right.
1: look how incredibly offensive this is to women. Exactly. This is so insulting. It Let's is. embrace it. <laughs> such a degrading song. Awful. Which I was about to say, I'm pretty sure we could get rights to that. So. Uh. But that's all my stories. Is that all of yours? Yeah.
0: Thank you so much, guys, for sending those. Yes, Thank you so much. Again, probably by the time this airs, it's going to be uh, hello at funeralstories.com. Yeah. But if not, <laughs> funeral stories podcast at gmail.com. You Please still send, send it us to more. that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That'll either still way. Be there.
1: Um, and we want to end this episode as a with an introduction to the next episode that we're doing because it's super long and for anybody that doesn't care about yeah <laughs> about this part part of the story, but and we did want to do a it little... it might be a heavy episode, too. Yeah. So a little we, different. Yeah, it's a little bit different, but we're doing an episode with our husbands because mm-hmm. they both have had some interesting, you know, death stories, grief, bereavement uh, process. So we really wanted to do an episode with them, and so we just Thought we would end this episode with a little bit about how we met our husbands. Yeah. So that we can just get that out of the way and um we don't have to do it because I've a feeling it's gonna be if it's it'll either have to be a two two part or a really long episode. We'll see how it goes. But yeah. But yeah. Anyway. So you want me to go first? Yeah, you wanna go? Yeah. 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 How you Um, and
0: Seth and met? Yeah. So I I met about you guys. (laughs) Yeah. I met Seth and God. I don't really actually know when we first communicated. Mm -hmm. So I met him on the original dating site, this little website called MySpace. (laughs) The original. The original dating site. And I think I was like 17. We were both in college. I mean, high school. (laughs) Yeah, we were real smart. We were both in high school and he had like one of those stupid fucking friend adders. (laughs) So he was one of those assholes that had like thousands of friends. And I remember thinking, why the fuck is he adding me? And back then... I didn't have time for fucking internet boys. And I still fucking don't. Don't get the wrong idea. Oh, God. But I messaged him. I said, do I know you? Just straight up. Why the Mm -hmm. fuck are you? He said, no, but I wish I knew you.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. So I have never heard this story. You didn't know? I have never heard this story. Oh, man. I thought I knew your story. But then I said, you know, I, I don't think that I do. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah.
0: So we talked for years literally years and he kept trying to like make plans and for a little bit i would do like little stints on like warp tour Mm -hmm. and me and my friends would be in his town and i'd be like hey i can get you passes come meet me and he never fucking did and Mm -hmm. he'd and apparently and i was really scared that he was just gonna like see me and be like super mean Mm -hmm. (laughs) i don't know why just
1: because that's dudes suck yeah and so i mean that's all of our fear. Yeah. Like rejection. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like God, blonde, date blind Ugh. dates or something. You're like, Oh, he's going to take a look and leave. Yeah. He's- it's like, you know, you're a goddess, you know, you're a badass. But well, and I didn't every. Know this. I did <laughs> At the time, you didn't know mm. this. But well, even when you do, those yeah. is, the old insecurities still come up. Absolutely. And that's the kind
0: of thing that if I were ever to, if something ever happened to him and we, yeah. you know, whatever, if I had to go back to dating, I know it'd be just like I'm yeah. 19, 17, 19, 19. I just want to
1: say you are a goddess and a badass. As are you, so. As are you yeah. bitch.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> Love you. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Thank you for that. But we. Ended up, okay, several times I would make plans to go down there, and I would blow him off, cancel at the (laughs) last minute. And I'm not that kind of person. I don't blow, I love hanging out with people or whatever, meeting new people, I love it. Yeah. But I was just really nervous. So in 2009, it was funny, because he moved down from Pennsylvania to Florida to go to school. And I had a friend who was going to the same school as him, and I was like, hey, I'll introduce you to my friend, and at this point, we still hadn't met in person. <laughs> so I was like, hey, I have this friend and I'll introduce you. And he ended up dating this friend of mine's girlfriend, or like like friend. like mm-hmm. So they, two girls and it was her girlfriend, like her, yeah. like you're my girlfriend. yeah. Anyway, so they started dating. And in 2009, or 2008, the end of 2008, they broke up. And he went home for Christmas. He drove to Pennsylvania. And so I remember he called me after Christmas 2008, and he was like, listen, I'm tired of the bullshit i'm coming to see you oh wow i'm driving back to florida and i'm coming through georgia and i'm taking a stop in athens and i'm coming to see you f- i'm fucking over it and i was like yeah yeah that's cool yeah, so that's cool. how long had y'all been playing cat and mouse two years two years yeah, okay. two years. so i was like oh yeah, yeah it's totally cool yeah whatever i don't care that sounds great and then, and I did not smoke cigarettes. <laughs> <laughs> and I was at actually Jenna, whose story. Yeah, we read we were first at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, we, we did it at the beginning the voicemail. I was at her mom's ma- like cabin house in mm-hmm. North Carolina mountains for New Year's Eve, and I had to get in the car and drive back because he was coming through, and I was <gasps> so fucking nervous. Mm. And Jenna had stayed at the cabin with our friend Jeremy, and Andrew, and yeah. Luke, and all them, and I was so nervous I didn't want to be at my apartment where he was coming so I went to Jenna's house where our friend Anna was and I literally basically ate a pack of cigarettes
1: Jenna <laughs> had some cigarettes there and I was like <sighs> if you were I there just, with Jenna and Jeremy they were like here I have know, a cigarette exactly
0: so <laughs> well they luckily they weren't at the apartment but Anna was and I knew where Jenna kept her cigarettes. So like mm-hmm. I just sat there and smoked them. And then I got in the car and I drove back and I got out of the car cause he was like texting me and I can't tell you how many times I thought, just blow him off again. And yeah. I was like, no, he drove all the way. That'd be a real yeah. shitty thing to do. So I pull up and I get out of the car and he walks over and he's like, holy shit. It's so nice to see you. And I was just like, okay he's nice and then you know we went upstairs and did some stuff (laughs) got some drinks had some drinks did some things yeah and then we dated long distance and then i moved to orlando then he moved to athens and then we got engaged and we got engaged 2009 got married 2011 had our daughter in 2015 wow and here
1: we go wow yeah That's a cool story. I didn't realize that y'all, like, (laughs) dated long distance for that long. Yeah,
0: Yeah, it was wild.
1: Yeah. Well, actually, if I'm being (laughs) honest...
0: I moved in with him Memorial Day weekend, and on June 2nd, he asked me to be his girlfriend. <laughs> so I moved in with him. Before. I was like, nope, I, I live here now, so you're going to be my boyfriend, and then he formally asked me, and I, was, I remember we, I was so excited. I was like, let's go to Starbucks, because they didn't have internet at their house at the time, this was back in the day, where they didn't, yeah. they cut that bill and so i was like we have to go to starbucks and use the wi-fi so we can be facebook officials (laughs) i was like so excited
1: oh he was so hot i mean he's still hot but like
0: you know young hot yeah such a pretty face yeah Yeah.
1: he does have a really good face thanks and he's tall great lips Mm -hmm. yeah yeah dark hair tall dark and handsome tall dark and handsome yeah that's seven
0: He just needs to shower more. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I'm totally... That's only a joke because
1: he kept saying all day, all day today. I really should shower. And I was like, fucking do it. Just shut up and do it. Just just shut up and shower already. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah. And really what it was is he didn't have shampoo because he comes to me and he's like, Laura, so my husband is bald. So uh, I know Gary doesn't have any shampoo, but like, do you have some shampoo? And I said, yeah, I mean, I have hair, so yes, I have shampoo. But is, is it, like, for men? Do you have, like, men shampoo? Like, yes, you dumbass. I mean, it, do you have special man hair that, like, it can only be washed by a special man shampoo? It was, so, well, you know, just, I mean, like, was very picky about the aspect of the shampoo. And then, so, I, of course, being a woman, you know, yeah. you try this shampoo, you don't like it, you try another you shampoo. So many shampoos. And so, you end up with several bottles of shampoo. hmm that have like two or three uses. taken it, on So of course I go for the one that's in the pink fucking bottle. Yeah, and like, here you go. Here this you is go. yours now.
0: <laughs> I can't wait to smell his hair. Oh, it probably smells nice. He's also one of those that, sorry, nice and what? Nice and girly. Yeah. <laughs> he's also one of those, he's Italian-ish. And <laughs> actually Italian-Irish, so yeah. that makes sense. But he's he's the kind of person that if you don't, if he doesn't wash his hair for one day it's so greasy i remember he went to work one day and he forgot to like wash his hair or forgot to shower in the morning or whatever because he was running late and his boss comes over and is like hey man are you okay like you just look really wet (laughs) and it was because his hair was just so greasy and he's like fuck man leave me alone
1: (laughs) so anyway so how do you know gary so mine and gary's story is very long but i'm going to abbreviate it as quickly as i can So yeah, this is the Cliff Notes version of our story, but Gary and I met in eighth grade (laughs) or summer going into eighth grade and we had a pretty instant connection and we found out that both of our fathers had passed away the year before, four months apart to the day. Mm -hmm. So his dad was um, June 96 and my dad was November 96. Well, Yeah. Is that four months?
0: Yeah, June, July, July. July. Five, Five
1: months. Yeah, yeah. No wait, his his dad is July, July eighteenth. My dad was November eighteenth. July
0: eighteenth. That's our wedding anniversary.
1: Oh my god! Now I can't remember if it's June or July. Either way, yeah. This the year prior. It's um, tough. And, um, yeah. And so when we met each other, we were both grieving, and uh, you know we had a connection that a lot of... we didn't have with any of our friends, and we had really good chemistry even for being 14 because of what we had been through and then we, um, you know, dated in like middle school in a very middle school way and that didn't work out <laughs> yeah yeah cool. because Why would um because you wouldn't be married right <laughs> so you know, just went our separate ways of course he went to college I went to college but we always had just sort of that chemistry and so when I would come to Statesboro I would call him he can't call me, and just every time we were around each other there was just mm-hmm. that chemistry yeah and uh, I was graduating college. I was ready to like live my dreams. I had been done you know gone to college. I'd done the things that I was gonna do for everyone. I was like, "Fuck it, it's my turn to do what I want to do mm-hmm. and but also at the same time, I'm like, I don't know what my the goal that I've been focused on all through college if that's really as important to me as I always thought it was. yeah so I was in a bit of a quandary about what my next step was And we went home for Thanksgiving, and we were at a mutual friend's house, flirting with each other, (laughs) and in the past, we had, he would call me, or we would sort of touch base every now and then, but then another, like, six months, a year or two years would go by without us speaking, So I wasn't really expecting him to call me or text me or, you know, and in fact, when we left the party, I said, well, I guess I'll see you in another two years. (laughs) And he texts me that day and then texts me every day for the next two weeks. And then he came to Athens and we've been together pretty much ever since. And uh, we got married the same year. Yeah, we got married the same year. We've been married for six years now. Yes, going on seven. Oh, what it's just hard.
0: I f- lose count. <laughs> it like, feels like so much longer.
1: But yeah, that's so that's funny. that's scary I. Yeah. Love and so it. you'll hear their story tomorrow. And then, oh, uh, speaking of weddings, Casey and I were not at each other's wedding. No. So we were friends in high school. But, you know, as she was younger than me and when we were in high school, I kind of tucked her under my wing. She was with this group of younger kids. Yeah. And then when I went off to Athens, of course, I lost contact with my younger friends a little bit. And then when she came to Athens, we hung out a couple of times. Yeah. And when she and then you know lost c- contact again and I remember hearing that she was getting married and was really <laughs> happy for her, and she was on a cruise it was a cruise ship wedding yeah. yes and so we had like 120 people
0: <laughs> but it was you know a lot of his family right like, we had people come that his mom wanted to invite that yeah. we had never met right which
1: was weird but they mm-hmm. gave us a ton of money yeah <laughs> so we we're like yeah come on and then I got married later that year and she went through my mind as one of those people that I wanted to invite yeah. but thought to myself She didn't invite me to hers. Not in, like, a bitchy way, because I completely understand, like, the wedding situation. But it just... I was like, oh, okay, that one's off the hook. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. (laughs) It makes it easy. And then... So we weren't at each other's weddings, and then we reconnected at a... (laughs) She was doing makeup. I was helping. I was photographer assistant and didn't even realize I was taking pictures of her. Well, I had lost like 130 pounds. Yes. Since the last time I saw her. And so I didn't realize it was her when she came up to me at the (laughs) wedding. I was
0: so excited. So I was seated during the ceremony. Yeah. And I remember because I was a guest at the wedding. Mm -hmm. So I did my friend's makeup and the bride and groom are friends of mine and my husband's and I had to run home, get dressed and come back to the wedding. So normally when you're doing a wedding, you just work and go home. But mm-hmm. I was actually a guest at this wedding. So I was sitting during the ceremony and I see this girl with this camera, like, you know, crawling down the aisle, basically <laughs> trying to like, you know, do I don't even know what it's called, but like yeah. hunched down trying try and take pictures. And I'm like, holy shit. That looks like my friend Laura, my friend Pokey. (laughs) And I told
1: my husband, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's her. So afterwards, I found you. Yes. And we had a moment. We had a moment. And then I ended up staying at her house that (laughs) night. And we stayed up really late talking. And we've just been inseparable. And my
0: husband, who doesn't really like people mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I was trying to think of a good positive way to say that he's,
0: I'm extremely extroverted and I f- I'm just like be my friend I love you I can't have enough friends he's extremely introverted it's yes. a nice balance because sometimes I need it yeah. but that was the craziest thing is it was almost like you and him were picking up yeah, you left off we to. had an instant
1: connection, but it's a very like brother, sister. They were yelling out the car window to strangers. Billy, Billy! how was your
0: summer? <laughs> and people would just look like, what the fuck are they
2: talking about? It was
1: so oh, funny. God. And so, yeah, Seth and I got along immediately. But today we were watching a, a TV show that, were, that had a wedding on it. And I just looked up at Seth and I said, I just had realized something. <laughs> if I was getting married... I would totally ask you to walk me down the Aww. aisle because I I mean, not, not in a sad way. I walked it by myself and I felt empowered walking by myself. Sure. Yeah. Down. Beautiful. But, and I just couldn't think of someone that felt better than, you know, go walking by myself. Yeah. But I was thinking I would totally have asked Seth. Aww. Cause you would have been in my wedding. Yeah, I would have the same bridesmaids plus you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, But yeah, just a little insight into our dynamic. (laughs) I love it. When you told me that, I was like, (gasps) and I didn't know you had already told him. Yeah. And he didn't react. And I was like,
0: you fucking asshole.
1: I (laughs) I asked him independently. And you know, now he's going to just totally milk that shit. (laughs) He he already did. Well, that's no way to talk to somebody that would walk you down the
2: aisle at your wedding. And you're like, God damn
1: it. Just very much our chemistry. 1,000%. Yeah. yeah. So that's why you said he was like your brother earlier. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Got it, chick.
0: (laughs) Anyway, that's going to be probably a heavy episode, and we'll probably have a little disclaimer before that.
1: Yes. Don't let that be your first
0: episode. I just have a feeling, because there's some shit.
1: Yeah. There's a lot. I'm real confused about how we're going to keep it lighthearted. We might not. We might not. So try to listen yeah but if it's not for you we totally understand We have it'll these, be it'll yeah. be different from our other episodes I'm sure we'll look at the analytics and it'll be like chopped off after 10 minutes and, and it's like boom, boom okay. don, don, don. <laughs> oh right, we, point taken <laughs> yes we get it yeah <laughs> but cool. there, I feel it's there are important stories that need oh, to yeah. be told and that there are people that will really be I able to so. relate to them so they won't be funny but they'll be important. They'll be great. Yes. Either way. Okay. Um anyway,
0: so one last time I just want to say thank you guys to um, thank you Jenna, Kara, Jenny, Ashley, Meg, uh Kristen, Matt and all the people on Reddit. Yes. Everyone that has submitted email or sent stories. We're we're super grateful and yes. that we've honestly couldn't do that we will run out of stories eventually yeah so if you don't keep sending us stories we won't have any stories to tell (laughs) and we're just gonna have to google them right and that sucks so make it easier on us and just send us your stories just
1: just send us your stories (laughs) i mean come on like who wants to put too much time into this yeah really
0: and i'm like i can't even play the cool girl like every time i get an email i'm like
1: i want to be friends with you oh yeah
0: we (laughs) screenshot it to one another (laughs) And <laughs> I wish I could be a cool girl. Like, yeah, I mean, these, of course, they think we're awesome. I'm just
1: like, <gasps> I mean, like, I barely even care about this. But no, we no, are. We're in fact, flipping. we've discussed before how you have high anxiety and I have mm-hmm. virtually no anxiety. Mm-hmm. But I get filled with anxiety when I think about you wanting to quit the podcast. Aww. Like one day you're going to call me and go, I, I don't. I don't think this, don't is, good think this, this is good for me. It's good for me. And I will be so heartbroken. So, no pressure. No but. pressure. I can't break your heart. All
0: right. All right. Cool, All man. Right. Whatever. No, fine. Cool. Got it. Got it. No, I love this. And yes. I will say that the positive reinforcement we've got... Or the positive reinforcement, positive feedback we've gotten from listeners. You guys don't have... have you have no idea how much it means to me. It, it yes. really... Some days, shit's really hard right now. Yeah. Um, And not to get heavy, but like shit's just really hard. And you guys... Make it so much better. Yeah. So thank you for being fucking awesome.
1: Yes. And, you know, we put this out into the world. We weren't sure how people were going to respond yeah. to it. And so, yeah, totally. It's been great so far. Not, I mean, there are going to be negative moments because that's just mm. life. But the fact that it's been overwhelmingly so positive is just great. And I love I'm so touched. You spooky girls and
0: you couple of spooky guys that listen.
2: <laughs> we really fucking love you. And yes. we're glad
0: that other people feel. Yes, what we feel. Mm-hmm. So, and can find try to find humor in it. So, we we love you without, yeah. you know, like kissing your ass too much. <laughs> There's no such thing. But we love you oh and thank you so God. much for listening and we will be back with another episode very soon. Yes. So, be good. Yeah.
1: Let's go get something to eat.
0: I'm starving. I'm so I hungry. I might die. Yeah.
1: <laughs> well, that's okay because
0: it all ends in a funeral. Bye guys.
2: Funeral.
0: Funeral Stories is produced by Seth and Molino and music is by John Pope. Check out our website and blog by going to www.funeralstories.com and follow us on Facebook and Twitter at Funeral Stories and on Instagram at funeral underscore stories. Donate to our cause on Patreon to unlock subscriber rewards. And please don't forget to send your funeral stories to funeralstoriespodcast at gmail.com or hello at funeralstories.com. Rate,
1: review, and subscribe on Apple iTunes and listen on your preferred podcasting service.
2: Thanks, guys. Bye.